0: Welcome to Euromed Standing Watch, Human Rights Voices from the Frontline, a podcast brought to you by Euromed Rights, a network of over 65 human rights organizations and activists. The story you're about to hear today is that of Mozen Hassan, a woman human rights defender and the founder and executive director of Nazra for Feminist Studies, a feminist organization working in Egypt and the MENA region on gender equality and combating violence against women. Mozen is a laureate of the 2016 Right Livelihood Award and of the 2013 Charlotte Bunch Human Rights Defender Prize awarded to her by the Global Fund for Women. As this year marks the 10th anniversary of the Egyptian revolution, we started asking Mozen what it means to be a feminist activist in Egypt today.
1: It is something so complicated and problematic all the time that you are not only a woman who is working and activating in the public sphere but also as a feminist and also understanding and working on the gender violations sexual violence in our country because mainly we are living in a country which is mostly socially conservative run by authoritarian people and understanding this power dynamics women who are standing up and refusing to be second class citizen is not something easy either for the people who are running the regime or societal structure which mainly happy or in conscious denial in a way uh, for what is uh, what they accept against women. So it is hard it's hard because it means that you are different and you are advocating for something which is not the mainstream but most of the time you don't have allies
0: <laughs> Could you tell us a bit briefly about NADRA, the organization that you lead in the feminist movement in Egypt as a, as a whole?
1: When I began NADRA in the mid 2000s, I was believing that I'm coming from this history, heritage and legacy and Nazra is just a coin within the long chain of a feminist movement. So it was about the time and space at this time, Egypt was changing, mainly new generation entering the public sphere challenging the existence of Mubarak and I thought at this time maybe it's also a new wave or a new understanding of the independent feminist movement because for years it has been co-opted either by state or some political groups. And then the revolution came and another era has been in different uh, public spheres. So Egypt has been changing dramatically in the last 10 years. And I do think that Our understanding and aim to continue building an independent feminist movement makes unpopular opinion that I do believe that we are not a failed movement by any way. I do think that the revolution one of the best things have been happening to me personally. I call it a revolution because it has been changing the Egyptian society dramatically and deeply. And because of that, for me, it's a revolution, even uh, scientifically, and it's not only an uprising. But at the same time, I'm mainly a person who is... who doesn't like this black and white things, uncertainty things. I think it was 10 years of different changes and thinking and struggle and resilience, which most of this was hard. And at the same time, many, many deep resilient experiences I have been in and I'm really proud of, but also like I was telling you about the feminist movement, I couldn't see myself as one out of what's happening generally. So there is many sadness of losing many of my friends and colleagues either in jail who have been depressed enough and their mental stats have been in this bad situation. Others who are forced to leave the country but at the same time seeing different young women are struggling. It is something good. So it, it is life.
0: And Mozen, regarding these restrictions, you were yourself impacted by a travel ban. How does this affect your work?
1: Honestly, the targeting for me on Nazra has been impacted my work deeply because I'm a person who believe that the feminist movement is not it is an independent movement but it's not an alternative one so we are part of this society we are serving women we are giving services trying to change practical things building with new groups and being reflected to what's happening to our country and our region and generally by being targeted uh, with smear campaign, putting your assets on freeze and assets of the organization being banned from traveling and smear campaign that we are bad people and I have this charge that I'm supporting women to have irresponsible liberty and not having many allies from other groups. It has affected the work because it's not a simple, single action. It is a collective action. So you couldn't do collective actions while you don't have space and a public sphere. While I am being targeted, uh, stigmatized, uh, lack of resources. Of course it is. It's affecting and has been limiting our work day after day. Yes, we are trying to maneuver everything. We have this resilience approach of continuous struggling and doing things. But we know well that all of these things make what's happening is less than what should happen and what we want to do if we don't have all this pressure. And trying to build this narrative and movement and focusing on it while you don't have allies, it is a tough job. But I do think that Egyptian women mainly give this message after 10 years that it's not in our heads.
0: Since you founded Nazra and and since the, the revolution 10 years ago, could you highlight maybe some of the, the challenges, but also some of the achievements that's, that you reached to this date?
1: It is not easy by any way to try to work on a narrative and building an independent feminist movement within revolutionary time, because most of the time people are not seeing this as a priority. So... So they didn't think that within a revolution time, this should be priority. And on the contrary, many feminists have been engaged in the, in the revolution, believed in it. But at the same time, I mean, I'm one of those people. I wasn't naive to think that changing the head of any of the power in Egypt can change suddenly. is systematic. Uh, abuse, violence and discrimination against many people in Egypt and against uh, women and how gender discrimination is so rooted in the Egyptian structure. It was the main challenge. Many people were against us, and we didn't have lots of allies most of the time, especially when we began focusing on the issue of sexual violence in the public and the private sphere, because this is something which which mainly not making many people happy, that you are trying to change the social contract between women and men, that women are saying to men that sorry, what you think that it's your right and your entitlement, it's not here anymore. So things has been getting complicated and complicated especially for groups like us and a person like me who has been challenging sexual violence by state actors, non-state actors as mob sexual assaults and even by well-known people from political activists, human rights activists or media personnel who are through the state or through so-called the revolutionary groups. We have uh, some changes in the laws. We have a national strategy to combat violence against women. We have state acknowledgment that violence against women is a social problem in Egypt but at the same time we have to see and understand that we couldn't have a feminist movement, an independent one without having a democratic human rights system in our countries so things will happen, it will come with lots of prices and as if this movement should create more survivals and victims, but it couldn't happen alone, it's it's part of, of our lives.
0: Thank you, mozen for your answer. To find out more about our work, check our dedicated Egypt webpage, Human Rights Behind Bars in Egypt, on our website, freew.euromedrights.org, and stay tuned for more episodes.